1: Good morning Cleveland. It's another show. It's another day and I'm here with Jack Duffin and Ian Wright Wright Wright. Ian, how are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. It's a new day. It's a defensive tackle day. My favorite position. Uh, I say that facetiously, but yeah, otherwise good day here coming towards the end of another week. Uh, shout out, uh, today I believe, you know, is my dad's birthday. So shout out and happy birthday to my dad. So, uh, there
2: you go.
1: Jack, how are you, buddy?
2: Yeah, this is a, it's, it's it's the worst room on the entire roster. And I don't think it's even close. Um, quarterback, wide receiver, edge room. It's an absolute dumpster fire here. So we're completely rebuilding. Um, let's throw everything out, including the baby in the bathwater and rebuild.
1: Look, one things we haven't discussed, and I don't want to get off topic so soon into the podcast, is the Pro Bowl. Any quick thing you want to say about the Pro Bowl from last weekend?
2: Get rid of it and replace it with something. Either a skills game or the other one I saw floated is why not have, to make it more of a lottery, to stop the sort of tanking stuff, have the first, the basically the two teams that would be picked one and two, play... For who gets the pick obviously the one thing screwing that would be if um, someone's traded it because then they wouldn't be there playing
0: it sounds like a dumpster fire I, I, actually you know what Jack I thought especially for Alvin Kamara pretty much a hit wasn't it
1: oh. I, when I saw the thing about a battery I just don't understand it can you translate it for me in English please
0: he beat the shit out of somebody in a like, nightclub so he, Why he is punched it called him battery? So battery is assault. So assault and battery is just basically you striking or striking another person. Now, what I don't understand is so Kamara beat the guy up, left. The guy went to the hospital and they called it was charged with severe bodily. So my guess is he either broke his jaw. I don't know if TMZ's reported it. I haven't really followed up much on it. But yeah, he injured the guy a point to the guy where injured the point where the guy needed to go to the hospital for whatever repairs you know, and I was having this conversation with my wife and my brother-in-law, you're Alvin Kamara. What could someone possibly say to you to get you mad? Like if if I'm Alvin Kamara and I'm sitting there, aside from somebody insulting my wife or kids, which I don't think he has, uh, I don't think he's married. If I'm at a club in Vegas and somebody comes up and says something, I just laugh and go, yeah, I'm Alvin Kamara. You're Joe Blow. Like You couldn't physically get me mad. And if you did, I likely have people there that are much larger and less involved that are going to take care of my light works. So I don't know what's going on, how you end up beating somebody up at five o'clock in a Vegas club, but somehow he did it.
2: Yeah. It's Dumb. Just blow up the pro Bowl. I, I think if you had like a combine of skill games, it would be so much more fun. Because I know they do some skill games, but they could really build that out because it's much more entertaining.
0: If they're going to do it, I guess if the players would never go for this, but instead of putting it in Vegas or Hawaii, like, you know how major league baseball does like a field of dreams thing. It'd be kind of neat if they went to like, you know, Canton, Ohio or some like, you know, Iowa or somebody kind of like in the middle of nowhere, and kind of did a skills competition, like in the cities that don't have football teams. I think that would be kind of neat where the players, like I said, would probably not go for it, but it'd be kind of cool to like go to the back roads type of places, play a game. Maybe it's some historic place or in some historic venue and event and just do a skills competition. I don't need to see, even though Miles Garrett did have a pick six, I don't need to see all that stuff. You know, I like to don't do the racing things. I don't need guys pulling hamstrings. Just do things where receivers catch things off jugs machines or, you know what, bring the punters in and let them just see who could punt a ball the furthest, longest field goal, even though Justin Tucker will win that every time. Just random stuff like that. You can make it fun.
1: Well, anyway, guys, this is not a Pro Bowl show. It is a defensive tackle show. Jack, we have got no defensive tackles on the roster, if I'm correct. Who are we going to go for?
2: We've got two kids, but neither of them play particularly well. So, um, hey, let's just touch on the two on the roster. We've got Jordan Elliott and Tommy Togiai. Both were bad. Um, I had Jordan Elliott as a bubble to make the team last season, and he just made the team, and I don't think he's going to be here next year. Um, He'll be here for camp, and then Tommy Togiai, it was bad, but it was going to be a developmental year. I think he's got a chance of being... Defensive tackle four, maybe on the roster.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Jack, you're right. I think Jordan Elliott D tackle three, Tommy Togi D tackle four. But I will say this, okay, as part of the Browns guardrails, you draft younger guys. And it's kind of weird to say this, but Jordan, Jordan Elliott is going to be going into his third year and he's only 24 years old. So It may be something where that light comes on, where they maybe see something, you know, you want because he's gonna be coming up into his contract at the fourth year, but it's something where maybe they see something and say, you know what, he's still only 24, he's still a young guy. You could say that his best times are still yet to come. Cause when you draft these younger guys, not all of them are gonna come out of the gate, you know, like a bull. So it could be one of those things where they like these young guys, they like what they need. That's why they brought in a guy like Malik Jackson who was a little bit older. Uh, obviously, Malik McDowell had a, an episode where, you know, he had a setback in his life. And, you know, I pray that he gets his, all, all the help he needs. But I think at the end of the day, his football career is done. His second chance is now gone. So the Browns now have to look forward. And, you know, does a guy like Sheldon Day, who's another guy, six? do they look at bringing him back? Because right now, to your point, we got D-tackle three and D-tackle four. We don't have starters.
2: Uh, do, do you think Jordan Elliott's I, – I don't think Jordan Elliott's going to be on the roster next year um he's obviously going to go battling camp but i don't think he'll genuinely make it whereas sheldon day i think could be a starting defensive tackle just with how cheap the browns have treated the position i think he could get serious snaps yeah
0: i just the question is the age like if you drafted him in the third round you drafted him at 21 so you knew he may have had some development they the d-line coach and i think kiffin's the one that's leaving so they're going to be getting a new D line coach in. um he could be a guy where they remember we talked about it on the defensive end show there there's a skill set that they like and the odd part about jordan elliott is at times he'll make a play like he does have an ability to flash he's actually very low larry ogan joby if we're being honest he'll have one good game where you're like wow he actually looks like he could maybe p- contribute things and then the very next game he'll come out and just put up a big stink burger so it may be something where they look at it and say, We like this one skill set this guy has. And if they're solid in the edge room and they go with 90 linemen or something like that, and you have that fifth edge that wants to rotate inside, you could then stash back your D three and D four, your tackles three and four. And a guy like Jordan Elliott can still develop because realistically You've got him up until he's 25 years old. And by that point, at his end of his fourth year, you'd know better. But, yeah, he does have to make the roster again. And I think if he comes out and he's, out of, he's an easy cut, but given his age, I think they're going to give him all the chances in the world in just a completely deficient room.
1: Guys, you've got to remember, Jordan Elliott is a third-round pick, and that was two years ago. That's a high-drafting position. And Tommy Chong is a fourth round pick from last year. I personally think these guys don't get cut.
2: I think it comes down to: Are you happy with them guys playing about forty percent of snaps each next season? Because that's genuinely what you're going to ask them to do as a three and four. So it's not like, say, your linebackers. You could have your fifth, sixth linebacker. They're not. They don't even need to play a snap all season. Um, you could have your sort of fifth, sixth corners don't need to play a snap all season it's very different on that d-line where you're asking all of those eight guys to be contributors um because you rotate so much so i think it's one where on the lower end you could probably get it down to about 30 percent. but you need these guys to play um it's not a pure developmental position so i think there could be concerns where they go we're not happy with them playing that many snaps we can have one of them, but not both. Yeah. So Sheldon Day, I think, is someone that I, I I genuinely believe they'll go after to bring him back. Um, I think it just makes a lot of sense. Um, and it gives you something then as you move forward. Um, let's look at the bigger names, and I'll throw out a load of names, and then I'm not saying sign these all. I'm just looking at the market about the eight eight million dollars. Um, one year deals ideally, but looking at a group here, Akeem Hicks, Calais Campbell, Follerunzu Fatucusi. I've put you that. Fatukasi, the guy the from the two, Jets. The two that I like the most, BJ Hill, DJ Jones, and then Lindell Joseph, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Malik Collins. Um, that's just a group of players. Um, if we're gonna sign one, I think it's one of those two purely for an age perspective. Um fits so much better but i i I think they have to add someone will they want to go and spend eight million on a defensive tackle i think if they bring back Clowney, this market's out of the way but if you're looking at bringing back a cheaper guy they could split the money across edge and interior
0: yeah. Paul asked us a question in the last chat about the edge room in terms of the priority, you know, in, in is, is the end, the quarterback, so to say for the defense? the answer is yes. And then this is why, because if you have a solid edge group, right. And you know, Clowney can play inside or whatever it is. For example, like Akeem Hicks is an absolute monster. There's no doubt about it. He's not resigning in Chicago. I can guarantee you that he gone right. That's undoubted, but he's 33 years old and he's, likely going to be the most expensive D tackle on the roster. Now there is another guy I like in bears, which we'll get to, but the idea that you go out and target specific guys, like you mentioned our boy, uh, Fadikassi, right. And he's out of the jets. This guy is a run stuffer. That's what he does. His job is to stuff the run. So if you're saying, all right, I'm going to get my edge pressure from these three guys, right. And they go out and target Fadakasi and say, Your job is to be Malik Jackson, but stopping the run. So you target specific free agents for what they do best. You know, there's other guys out there I like, which we'll talk a little bit about, but you know, a guy like Linval Joseph, the problem is you're talking about age. I mean, these guys are just getting up there in age. I mean, Joseph's 34 um, I think you mentioned Clay Campbell, he's 36. I mean, Kong Su has been a higher gun for how many years and he's 35. So a lot of these older guys, I just don't see them kicking the can on. Um, but some of those younger guys, I definitely do.
2: Yeah. Well, if you're looking at one year bridges and I, I think that's genuine where they might go, then you usually have to take the age option. Um, and that's part of sort of what comes with it. Um, I, I'm just going to make the case for, these two guys, and um, to be fair, BJ Hill would be my favorite um, of them. Three-year deal, $9 million a year, and he's just been solid. Um, 21st, 31st, and 20th um, the last three years for PFF in terms of ed- uh, interior defenders. Um, I think the Bengals will probably try to re-sign him, but that stealing is 25.8 um, in age, so not bad there. I just think if you can bring him in, then it makes a lot of sense to have someone that you are then building the room around. Um, and then you can go cheap around it, but just having that one interior player gives you a lot more, um, options running the D line because having two amazing edges and a massive hole in the middle isn't working.
0: So who's the other guy? So BJ Hills one, who's your other guy?
2: Uh, the other guy was DJ Jones. Uh, You wouldn't bring them in together. Um, but if you're looking to go and spend some money on one guy, um, three year deals probably for each of them. PFF saying around 8.75 for either. Those would be the two guys. If I was looking to go potentially spend something, they're slightly younger. I, I just think they give you a good option. But yeah, I'd throw in, he had a bad year last year, but it'd been much better the two before that. Fatou Kassi. Fatou Kassi. Alonso I think, He's twenty six point eight, uh, twenty six point nine. If you, if you're looking at a three year deal, those are the three guys I think the Browns front office would look at.
0: Fadokasi, like I said, rush now. Do you think there's any chance, Paul, our guy Sheldon Richardson? You think they could uh, give him a call?
1: I just don't think we go back to him.
0: I mean, he he'd instantly be D tackle one in this room, wouldn't
1: he? Oh yeah. The guy I would love. But what would he cost every? What would he cost it? Yearly though,
2: he's never
0: not what well we were going to pay him last year.
1: <laughs> There's no way he comes back. There was what? a guy that I hey, really wanted. Jack, Browns let me to just
0: drop. tell you: never say never, okay? Because oh. if Sheldon Richardson has a bunch of three and four million dollar contract offers, and the Browns offer him five point five, he's packing his shit up and he's coming right back to Cleveland, okay? Like yeah. I told you, they care about stats. And they care about money. If Sheldon Richardson is a D tackle one, get the most money in Cleveland, he's going to be wearing that orange and Brown telling everybody how he missed them so dearly.
2: So the guy I would love to make a plan is the guy. I really wanted the Browns to draft. They didn't, he went to Buffalo and that is Harrison Phillips. I don't yeah, know what his list. market's going to be, but he would be my defensive tackle one. Um, from preference, not in the whole, um, I'm saying he's better than all these other names because he's not, um, he's not better than Claire Campbell, anyone like that. But if I'm going after a guy, I'm ringing the phone. He's 26 and just making him an offer. Um, Buffalo quite close to the cap. They will want to keep him, but that's the sort of position where you'd be more willing to see someone move on. Um, yeah, I, I, That's the guy. There's an under-the-radar guy that we'll touch on next, but Harrison Phillips, I think, would be a great add.
0: Yeah, I like Phillips. He's on my list. He's a guy um, that I think comes in, does several things well. You're right on Buffalo. They're teetering, right? They're kind of right along that cap space where they've got a little bit of money to play with, but they don't have a ton of money to play with. So I think to get a guy like Harrison Phillips, you're probably going to have to pay maybe a couple million bucks. You're going to have to... Make the pain of change. So this is what I always say with free agency when you're talking about these bubble guys. There's a concept called the pain of change. So is it worth it for Harrison Phillips to sign a short-term deal in Buffalo, continuing to do what he knows he can do and fit in his role, or take more money to go somewhere else like Cleveland and be able to kind of refine his footing on a new line? If that sometimes is 500,000 for a million dollars, a lot of times agents will say, stay where you are, that money you're gonna make up on the back end. Now, if it's two and a half, three million dollars. Ooh, now you're talking about you're gonna to have to make that pain of change something that's worth it to entice the guy to leave. Cause like I said, if Buffalo really wants him, they can make it, they can make him come back. They can. He's not some $30 million a year guy, right? He's a guy that they could realistically pay market value to and bring back. But the guy I like. And I, I've watched it here. Unfortunately, uh, watching some bad football, the Bears. And I'm not talking about Akeem Hicks. I'm talking about Bilal Nichols. So Bilal Nichols is the second D tackle in Chicago. Um, I think if I'm if I'm looking at a guy like I think he's getting out of Chicago. I don't know if you know new. Matt Ibraflus is obviously a defensive-minded guy, so I don't know if he'll be able to kind of keep him here in Chicago. He's a young guy. He's 26, um, but he would be the guy that I kind of maybe target. He can make some serious splash plays on this on this D-line. I think he comes in and would be one of your top D-tackles right off the bat. Um, Nichols, your traditional one-tech guy, 6'4", 290, fourth year, only played with the Bears, I think that's a guy I would look at. You're probably right in the same price range as somebody like Harrison Phillips, but he would be kind of my target number one.
2: Dude, I'm going to throw out there as my two. So say I lock up Harrison Phillips, um, DJ Jones, BJ Hill, one of them, um, or Fattikassi. Um, Sorry for butchering the name. He probably won't want to come after he hears what I've done to him. Um, Close enough. A guy called out of the Washington Commanders tim settle I, I think it's something that i would look at that the dude's 328 pounds so he's Big i'm guessing he's a one tech um but he he's played 210 to 360 360 snaps each year and he's just been solid um he's not exceptional um he's just been okay and i i think that's one where why not as a team Take that punt. If you're looking at, say, a Harrison Phillips, settle, day, and then allow these guys to battle it out in um, Jordan Elliott and Tommy Togai, I think that just gives you the best of all worlds. Um, and you're probably getting day on a deal that if both of the draft picks do well in camp, you can just flip day and kind.
0: Yeah, just a couple other guys I like that I've made note of. Uh, the former first round pick out of Florida was a guy named Um Taven Bryan, he's with Jacksonville, uh, 26 years old. He's a guy I would probably see first round talent, I'm always willing to try with. Uh, Jalen Holmes, former Ohio State guy, spent time with both Minnesota and New Orleans, he's a guy I like. Justin Jones, um, he can. He kind of gets lost a little bit in that Chargers defensive line, Um, but he's a guy I would definitely kick the tires on. We mentioned Nichols and Phillips and Fadakasi, and I know the Browns fans may not like this, but if this guy's willing to take kind of a vet minimum type of deal, I'd maybe roll out the welcoming committee and bring back our boy Danny Shelton because say what you want about Danny Shelton. He was not worthy of a first-round pick. He's 29 years old. He's a guy that, can contribute where you need. He's a high energy guy. We know about his Anthony Lima, JOP stat for all those new out there. That's the jump on the pile stat. Um, Shelton's a high motor guy that can fill a role. So if you're looking for like a D tackle two, three and somebody that you can get cheap, who's been, you know, in decent systems, both new England and then with Detroit, um, and then went to the giants, I believe that's a guy I would look at and say, so another one to kind of keep your eye on to see if maybe Danny Shelton makes a little reunion tour here to Cleveland.
2: Be a no brainer. If you want a one tech to come in and do a job, he will do a job. That's it.
0: And that's what you're looking for in free agency. That's why I just think with that position, it's plug and chug, Bill Belichick style. This is your role. Do your role, clog this gap. Maybe that's why, like a guy like
2: Fado becomes valuable because you say, Your job is to do this, X, Y, that. And my gut says, I don't think we draft someone this year. And that's purely because you've got two younger guys in Elliott and Togi that might not make the roster. Um, And I I just think, I know it's not the analytical move, but part of your gut just says, are we just bad at drafting them, uh, finding them? Um, We've tried twice and it didn't work. Do, Do we just have to go,
1: let's not do it this year? Well, we've got a lot of position rooms to fill this year, Jack. That's the problem.
2: Yeah, and that as well. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. If you're there thinking, hey, Jordan Elliott togi I could take a step forward. They might not. If you bring in three free agents, um, including Sheldon Day as one of them, then you don't need to pick someone up. You can grab, say, UDFA. And by all means, if you find someone in the sixth, seventh round that you like, take a punt on them because... Who cares? It's not really a pick.
1: Uh, anything else we discussed in this room, Jack?
2: No, not too much. I just, I don't, th- I'm not sure there's going to be the, the big splash, but those sort of names, they're just intriguing. Um, and I think the joy of bringing in someone like BJ Hill, anytime you can steal talent from someone else in your division, is a really, really good place to be. Um, and yeah. Why not? Let's keep adding people um, from other teams. Make the Bengals weaker by bringing in BJ Hill. Um, just makes sense.
1: All right, Jack. Uh, what are we going to be discussing next year? Next week, sorry. Next next episode.
2: Next episode, we're going to be on to the linebackers. So, um, a team, a group that's looking pretty good um, and we'll touch on there, but they're sort of one space, and we'll talk about a breakout year for two Browns linebackers. Two? Jack,
0: Jack do you think there's some similarities maybe between the D-tackles and the linebackers and what the Browns would like them to do? Is there any reason you link these shows back-to-back? Back?
2: So it's purely because we're moving front-to-back, um, but I, I think there's a lot of similarities between the two. Um, I don't... We'll get a bit okay out here early. I don't think they ever planned... Um, to draft a player like Joe. Okay. I don't think that was in their blueprint um, to look at. Um, but in the same time, if, if a player falls to you and you get in such good value, you do it. I, I think they're in a view where sort of rounds three to seven, just pick up and sort of bodge it at the linebacker, the defensive tackle position and who cares more or less. Um, but yeah, if, if a situation fell where they're sat there in the second round and they've got a top 15 16 18 grade and someone sat there at 40 they'll pull the trigger but i just i can't see them using first second round picks on linebackers defensive tackles unless we're talking about a, a dramatic fall
0: yeah I agree I think that the i the role of the linebackers is specifically targeted roles for each of the guys that come in on the packages that woods wants and i think that's what the d tackle room is headed i think they're going to have four slots and they're going to say these are the four roles we need you guys to fill. And those are the roles they got to fill. And to your point, their top priority for all those JOK people out there, remember, their top priority in that second round was Rondale Moore. The the guy that they wanted first and foremost was Rondale Moore. So as Moore and JOK fell, they basically made the decision that once the first one of those two guys went, they were going to jump up and get. Whoever was left of those two guys, those were the two guys they targeted. This is wildly reported out there. So you don't have to come up with some reckless speculation. You can Google it. It's not like, you know, I pulled this out of my sources, but yeah. So once Rondale Moore went, they said, okay, go get JOK." Okay. Boom. And that's the way it is to your point about if somebody falls, if maybe there's a guy like Devonte Wyatt or Jordan Davis, I don't know, maybe Jordan Davis, you know, a highly regarded big man out of Georgia. Maybe he's on the board at 38 or 39. You're like, man, that's that's kind of roll. The Browns maybe bump up a couple picks to get him in the second round. It's possible.
2: So that that's it, guys. That's our run through on the defensive line. Lots of exciting news. It's going to be big fun in free agency. Um, maybe not the biggest, sexiest names, but we're going to get moves. Um, I'll put the over-under at three and a half free agents for the defensive line. Are you going over that or under that?
0: I'll let Paul go first because it's kicking off.
2: So, do you reckon there's four or more free agents on the defensive line added, or less than that?
1: Does that include undrafted free agents or not?
2: No, no, because
0: they'd be drafted.
1: Ju-
2: just talking free agents. Um, I'm going to take Clowney and Day yes. out of that. So I'm going go four.
1: I'm going four.
0: I'm taking the over as well.
1: Yeah, I think they I think, I think they're going to
0: shop. I think they're going to do bargain shopping to fill the needs i think especially in d tackle they're not going to use i would say top 50 picks on it possibly you know getting into the top 100 towards the back end of the third round i think it's the earliest they take a d tackle so if there's a guy out there they like you know we've mentioned a few names of what we like i'm sure that andrew barry has his guys that he likes you No, know, go get him.
2: so well, i would say four. great chatting with you guys um on I'm, I'm, I'm getting
0: used to this having paul brown on the paul brown podcast i mean this is Four in a row is amazing. I mean, it's so good to see his face. He has so many great stories. I mean, the man eats like a king. Jack, uh, I heard you took Paul's recommendation and went and had what you guys quote unquote quote unquote call a chicken burger, even though here we call that a chicken sandwich.
1: So, sorry, sorry. Before we go any further, if it's served in a bun, it's a burger.
0: Yeah, if it's served in a bun and it's meat, it's a burger. It's a chicken sandwich. A sandwich no, a was making
1: between two pieces of bread.
0: Yeah. Well, what is a bun made of?
1: Not not a it's slice a round... of bread. though. <laughs> yeah,
2: a
0: bun is that. bread. It's just shaped different. So if it's you're saying it's a piece of meat or chicken or poultry between okay. two, put this on your Twitter poll. Damn it, is a bun bread? Because I guarantee you, all us smart Americans would say that it's a chicken sandwich, not a chicken burger. Yeah, a but burger then, implies meat.
2: What's the difference in a beef sandwich and a burger
1: then?
0: What are you talking about? A, a beef sandwich is something like a hoagie, right? So we're not talking about, you know, we're talking about a hot dog bun, something like that. And we don't really have beef sandwiches here. We call them cheesesteaks, just so you know. You guys call them beef uh, sandwiches for whatever. We call them cheesesteaks, hoagies. Um, if you're down in New Orleans, they call them po'boys. So these are just nicknames. But at the end of the day, bread and a protein.
2: Last show before the Super Bowl. So two questions for you now. Who do you want to win? Who do you think will win?
0: I'm Rams and Rams. I want and and think the Rams are going to win. I'm Bengals, Bengals. You're going to be L and L. You never want a division rival to win the Super Bowl. I like Joe Burrow. Ohio State's fine. Don't get me wrong. I can like Joe Burrow and hope he loses the Super Bowl. Sorry,
2: Joe. They're delivering me money. I think Bengals is going to
1: win. I want the Rams to win.
2: Let us know, guys. Super Bowl's coming. Go back with you on Go Browns. Go
0: Browns.